Hello, my name is Brooke and welcome to State of Mind, where we talk about mental health and the stereotypes and taboos surrounding them. Today, we are actually talking about self-care, and I am here with Sophie once again. Hello. So, the first thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that there is a huge difference between mainstream self-care and productive self-care. Yeah, for sure. I think when we think of the mainstream self-care or what we see in the media, it's it's very fluffy is like the best way to describe it. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think a big part of when we think of self-care, we think of these um, Instagram influencers who talk about self-care and, and they look like their lives are perfect, but in reality, they're not. Like, social media has put such a big damper on our mental health as people and so we need to start pouring into ourselves in order to get that fulfillment that we need yeah i think um especially with the influencers it's like we have to remember that instagram's a highlight reel and um what we what they portray as self-care is like go do your nails take a bubble bath like do a spa day or like for more adult audiences like go have a glass of wine or something like that um it's stuff like that that'll fix the outside but really doesn't deal with any of the hard stuff or the trauma that you're going through on the inside yeah i mean sometimes you have to like take a day for yourself and treat yourself but that doesn't always fix the problem yeah for sure like i could be stressed about homework i could get the homework done and then take a hot bath and that would be good but if i'm stressed about more deep things like um figuring out what i'm supposed to do with my degree or um fighting with my boyfriend like those are things that can't be fixed by um, a bubble bath a bubble bath, or a glass of wine or a shopping trip. Like, all you're doing is stuffing it down. So you yeah. need to start practicing productive self-care because once you can start doing that, you're, you're actually pouring in to yourself, to your spirit, to your soul, and pushing yourself in the right direction rather than bottling it all up. Yeah, for sure. So, I figured we could start with talking about um, examples of productive and non-productive self-care. So, like for me, I've seen some pretty good examples of productive self-care would be um, reading your Bible, specifically praying, worshiping, doing those things that really fills your soul. Um, Another thing I would do would probably be invest your time in something that makes you feel good, like volunteering or... Um, spending time with a little sibling or uh, taking care of kids on the weekends like there's so many things that you can do to pour into yourself that isn't isolating in a way I think yeah those are all really really good things I think personally one of the most challenging lessons I've learned for self is that difference between productive self-care and when it's just kind of that fluff Um, I join Pharaoh's Extreme Kickboxing when I was, I think I turned, just turned 14. And it was, at first it was just fun, a way to get me moving because I wasn't in any sports. My volleyball had just ended my, you know, my middle school league or whatever. And um, I started really taking that seriously in when I got into high school, like my sophomore year. And even to this day, like last night, I was just frustrated with my homework, with everything that's going on on campus here. And I was, I was mad and I was like, it is um, eight o'clock at night. I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. There's these 
feelings, like this just going on inside of me, and like a bubble bath would have been good. Can't do that on campus, but um, what can I do that'll actually like be productive here? I'm like, I'm gonna go to the gym just because that's another way that helps me with um, when I'm frustrated. And I get to the gym, it's like 8.30, and I'm the only girl, I was the only girl there, and it was a full gym, and I was like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is gonna be great. Um, as someone who's not as in shape as like half of the boys in there like training for hours and hours and whatever i was like i'm in here i got through my workout and i like pushed myself and it like i got all that frustration out and it really helped be more of a productive self-care instead of doing some of the fluffier stuff which can be good but it's just not as effective and that's a lesson i've had to learn and i'm i think i'll be learning for years to come honestly yeah i think definitely when you start realizing that you have more stress coming up in your life, it's when you need to proactively think about doing self-care. Yeah. Because, like, for example, I just picked up a second job, so on top of all of my schoolwork, I'm doing two jobs, and then um, just trying to have a life. Like, it's one of those things where school's going to get really, really, really hard in the next few weeks, and I need to be on top of my mental game if I want to succeed in it. And so if I just decided to, like, take those fluffy self-care days and just be like, I'm not going to do anything today. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about school. I'm not going to worry about work. I'm just going to do things for myself kind of thing. That's just going to make everything worse. Um, it's just putting off all of my responsibilities and it's going to make my anxiety worse. And it's going to make the entire situation just snowball into something much bigger. So... In a way, practicing self-care means getting things done so you can invest in yourself. So that yeah. means, like, doing your homework, cleaning your room. Like, there's studies that show that messy, messy living spaces cause more stress. So if you, if you put effort into organizing your space, taking a deep breath, getting done what you need to get done, you will ultimately feel so much better. I feel like kind of also going off of the living space is something that I've read articles about and like found to be true in my own life is that my room can tend to be like an expression of like a visual expression of how my mental health is doing so for a long time in high school my room was just a disaster everywhere you look my mom and dad called like oh what tornado came in I'd be like haha you're very funny and like c coming to college and like there were times at home where I'd be like I'm gonna pick up my room it's gonna look good and just kind of putting yourself in even like when the feeling isn't there like you just gotta keep pushing through like that haze and that fog yeah i mean definitely if you looked at my room right now <laughs> you could definitely tell that i'm going through a pretty rough time like i haven't cleaned anything i meant to yesterday i meant to like organize my stuff and like make it look good and whatever but i just didn't have any time <laughs> and so that's one of the things i need to do this week to pour into myself is not only clean my room but I need to really focus more on my relationship with God because I feel like that has been lacking lately and I think that's also a contributor to my mental state is that lack of supporting myself because I keep pouring all of my efforts into other people and other things but I'm not taking the time to refill my cup and pour into myself yeah yeah I've definitely found that too like I'm a morning person, I get it, like, it, it's good, but, like, 8 a.m. still, like, just kill me, that hurt, and, like, working the overnights don't help either, but it's getting up a little earlier, I got up earlier this morning and yesterday, and I was like, you know what, just start with, start with 15 minutes, just 
Like, I'm the kind of person who I journaled for years on end. Most of my old middle school journals I need to burn because they're all boy stuff and it just, they need to be thrown <laughs> in a fire pit. Um, but, like, going off of journaling, I'm the kind of person who want to, like, have very elaborate, very pretty journals, think it needs to look good. Whereas, rather, I'd rather just, like, do my quiet time, take some actual heart-to-heart -heart stuff, like, put that in my journal, how I'm actually feeling, that way I can look back and see how my health is doing, my mental health, physical, spiritual health. Um, rather than like how it looks so like actually get the thing done getting up and that sets the tone for the rest of my day my week And if you don't have that it just I found that my day doesn't go half as well as it does when I get in the room Yeah, so then what would your Suggestions be for people who do have those like really long days of like maybe an 8 a.m. Class and they have to work until like midnight or like an overnight like what would you suggest they do in terms of self-care and um supporting themselves through that kind of day in, ter in terms of faith or just any kind of anything um well for me something when so i have a about a 25 minute commute to work and i was going through spotify like i love music don't get me wrong music is one of my favorite things in the world but i was on spotify and found that there's this one guy on i can't remember his name but he has a playlist where it's like the scriptures it's like an audiobook almost for the bible and so that way even if you're not like listening to music you're still getting you don't have the time to like sit down and read it like making sure you're talking to god getting that scripture in you while you're driving um being in prayer and then also like interacting with people and maybe finding a mentor just like chatting with someone on the phone and like getting down to like the hard depths kind of like you said and sometimes even like making sure you take time in your day to just take a deep breath yeah because like i'll find if i'm running around all day by the time I get home at like 8 p.m. and I sit down, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I haven't breathed all day. Like I sit there and I'm just like, oh, now I have time to breathe, which is not the greatest thing. Like my boyfriend yelled at me the other day for it. I was telling him about my day and he's like, did you take any breaks at all today? And I was like, now's my break. And it was like 10.30 at night. And he was like, no. You need to take smaller breaks in the middle of the day, otherwise you're going to, like, fall over. And I was like, I mean, you're right. Like, you need, even if it's for, like, five minutes, you just need to, like, take a deep breath and just rest. Because if you're go, go, go all day, you're not conserving your energy well. I mean, I've also had it happen where, like, I'll burn out in the middle of the day because I've been going and going. And like you said, I have so much to give out and so much to do that I put all my energy in and don't think once for stopping fell. Um, up myself when I've been filling up other people and just doing so many things. And I guess going along with self-care includes mental health, which is obviously why we're talking about this on this podcast, but um, just the idea that if you don't practice self-care, it can make it worse. Because if you're taking the medication and you're doing all the right things, if you're not pushing yourself to get better, you're not going to get better. And if you're not taking care of yourself, it's just going to make everything worse. Like last night and the night before and the night before that, my anxiety has been through the roof and I have gotten maybe four hours of sleep each night. So that comes from me not taking care of myself because I have the coping skills necessary to deal with my anxiety. I just wasn't. And I wasn't taking care of myself because I was too focused on doing my best and I think actually being a college kid is stressful especially freshman sophomore year because 
you're the pressure is on to succeed and start accomplishing things and be a good student yeah like when you think about it our society puts a lot of pressure on adults or young adults who have just become adults to succeed and start accomplishing things so if you're not accomplishing things or it's not moving as fast as you want it to um that can even start ruining things like mental health and if I think part of self-care is reminding yourself that the pace that you are going is perfect for you and you don't need to match anybody else. Yeah, I do, going off of what you said about the culture, um, I do think that some pressure, I mean, there's obviously a difference between a good pressure and a bad pressure, and that can obviously affect your mental health, but I do think there's some level of pressure where it's like, there was a part, a part of my life when I was just like, I'm not, and there was a good pressure in life, and I'm like, oh, all my friends know what they're doing and like it motivated me to like fix myself in a sense or like work on the part of myself that needed to catch up with them obviously that wasn't the best mentality to do that under but going off of that i think some good pressure but like brooke said yeah like the pace that you're going at is good for you and you shouldn't have to match anyone and don't feel that pressure too and i think we put a lot of guilt on ourselves when we don't succeed or we're not moving the way we want to because I don't think we realize that life isn't just everything you do all the time. Life isn't what you accomplish. It's also the time you spend in the quiet and the time that you spend pouring into yourself to grow into the person who can accomplish the things that you want to do in the future. Yeah, I'm kind of going off of the, um, the pressure that the world puts on us, kind of going back to that point. In my cultural anthropology class, we were going over orient different orientations that cultures have. Um, and there's one orientation that's people-oriented versus goal-oriented. And our society is so goal-oriented, whereas if you don't achieve this, this, and this, you're looked down upon, and there's so much stress. And kind of like you said, we feel like failures. And I think there's a healthy balance of both. Other people, I'm very people-oriented. My mom and dad are very goal-oriented. And it, if you are people oriented, it can be hard to, I feel like that can be more, that can be, it's been more challenging on my mental health. Um, so yeah, I thought that was an interesting point. Yeah, I think that's definitely exactly what I'm trying to talk about. Like, once you realize that you don't have to measure up to everybody else's expectations, that idea of caring for yourself gets so much easier mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people don't practice self-care because they feel guilty about it mm -hmm. they don't want to spend time on themselves because they feel like they need to do it for other people and um, I know I feel like that a lot of the time like I think I need to go 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 I need to help this person with this assignment and then I need to go to work and then I need to go to class and then I need to help this person do their assignment and then my own homework and I don't take time for myself and the best way I know to get through that, at least for me, and the trial and error that I went to to figure that out, is um, by telling myself that I'm taking care of myself for the person that I want to be. In, in a year, in six months, in three years, taking care of myself is the best thing that I could do for future me to set myself up for greatness. Yeah, and I, I think mental health, it's something that 
you're never gonna fully like fix in a sense it's something that we struggle and kind of work through and there's ups and downs and valleys um through the entirety of our life um but I think as you go and as you grow and go through different situations, you learn and kind of add your toolbox of things that work and how to motivate yourself and kind of like you said, to have tools to help you become the best person. Yeah, and adding to that toolbox is another type of self-care. And so all of the things that we've talked about, the ways to sort of take care of yourself, it promotes mental health by alleviating some of that pressure off of your shoulders and remembering that you aren't what everybody needs you to be Mm -hmm. and you're not required to be yeah i think the hardest thing i had to learn was that i am not responsible for anybody else's happiness other than my own that's a lesson i'm still learning (laughs) and it's a hard one i mean as human beings we we don't want to offend anybody like you see trigger warnings and you see like oh, no offense, but, and then you see all of these things, but I think that, yes, you have to be sensitive, but also you need to take care of yourself first Mm -hmm. because you can't help anybody else until you yourself are good. Yeah. Hypocrisy does not work in this situation, no matter how hard I wish it did, but it doesn't. Yeah. So to wrap this up, I kind of want to recap. Um, So self-care isn't just drinking wine or going out with your friends or taking a bath. It's investing in yourself in a way that will set you up to be successful so you don't have to be stressed about it or um, setting yourself up to pour into other people um, or even just to be able to pour into yourself. And there are healthy ways to do it and there are unhealthy ways to do it. You should never use drugs and alcohol as self-care because that's not real self-care. That is escapism and it is not healthy. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of things that this world says can be self-care when in reality it can turn into paths of toxicity and just lead you as far away from self-care as you can possibly get. Yeah. And I think you can even look to the Bible for things you can do to take care of yourself like in in job when he felt like his entire world was falling apart and god just said hey go eat a snack and take a nap and you'll feel better yeah and he did and it's just one of those things we really gotta listen to god sometimes because he's really the one who knows best for us all right well thank you for talking about self-care with me um i hope you also go practice your own (laughs) self-care because i know you need it and i know i need it Thank you for having me. Um, It was great to talk to you. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that people can take away from this. And also, like, this isn't just a one-stop shop. This is things that we all need to take with us. All right, that has been State of Mind. Thanks for listening.